What up, world? It's your past first point guard and Trailblazer reporter Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts, and now also on YouTube. If you're listening to my voice and you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, do it, do it, do it, do it. Go to YouTube, search Locked On Blazers, subscribe to the show. Help us grow our community there. I would truly appreciate it. Today's episode is a very special one. If you're watching on YouTube, the surprise has already been spoiled. But if you're listening in your headphones, it's because today is a we are joined by Tara Bowen Biggs, the host of the We Have a Take podcast and the co-host of Step Back Sisters. How you doing? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am a faithful listener, so I am thrilled that I get to come and talk with you today. So thanks so much for the invitation. Well, you were kind enough to say yes when I asked, and that's about the um the that's about the level you got to clear. I'm like, please, please come on the show. I do two and a half hours of audio of a, about a bad basketball team each week. I need help. I need, <laughs> I need help. Um, yeah, let's. We're going to talk sort of just like state of the Blazers union today. Um, we're kind of in between games. This is Friday, January 7th show. Uh, the Blazers play this evening against the Cleveland Cavaliers. If you're listening on Friday, if you're listening in the future, they played the Cavs. It was probably a great game. Um, really entertaining. Um, but, you know, they're the Blazers are just in a bad place. They're not, they're not a very good basketball team. So let's just like state of the union. With There's 46 games left in this season. What do you want to see? Well, so this is like a, a press conversation, right? Not we're not actually having like a conference. We're having a more casual, like yeah, what is the, the the new uh, the new era, right? We're yeah, just this like is just casual exactly. There's no tables. There's no table exactly. It's very it's a comfortable setting. I'm in a stool right now. I mean, I think uh, listeners don't know that, but I sit on a <laughs> I do. I'm a stool man when I do these podcasts. So you'd be ready to do one of the new the new style of uh, press conversations, you know, with the with the Blazers. Well, uh, so, you know, speaking of new style with the Blazers, what it comes down for for me, I think, with what I want to see for the rest of the year, a couple things. There's like big picture. At the end of the year, I want to know like what this I want to know more about the coach I want to have learned something about what kind of a coach we're gonna have and I want to, I would think it would be great if at the end of the year we could say you know what he wasn't a perfect coach he made mistakes but he learned from them sure. so like to me that would be like an awesome uh ending to the season no matter what the wins and losses were that would be one thing that I would really like to see. And I would also love at some point to watch these guys rally around something. Like, I feel like they're just kind of floating out there and not unified in a way that is like unusual for, for teams. And I would love to be able at the end of the year, say like, you know, things were difficult at the beginning, but then, you know, something happened and they were able to like rally around it and, and finish strong. Maybe they didn't get all the wins and losses or, you know, all the wins that we wanted, but they competed every night. Just something to give them something to play for. Yeah. <laughs> they don't really, they don't have a, whatever, whatever the magic was of Blazers past that it felt like they were unified. And even when they were bad, kind of pulling in the same direction, they, this team does not have it. Um, some of it might just be Damian Lillard angst um, and angst of aging. And um, it's a pressure that I, Dame has made me feel. <laughs> Dame's, Dame's angst with aging. I feel old. it in my... Yeah, I'm like, oh, me too, bro. I know it's been 10 years. It's a long time out here. But yeah, I'm... I'm yeah, r rally around something. Feel like they're, they're, they're on it. 
Um, the Chauncey thing's interesting. Uh, do you feel like he's done a good job to date? Like, what's your what's your opinion on Chauncey so, so far? So I don't really know. I mean, he has so little body of work, you know, both before he came here and since he's been here. But the fact that he's here now and he's going to be here for, a, you know, well, the contract is for at least four, if not five more years. Um, I think we've got to ride it out and see where it goes. And I think it's way too early to decide. Um and I think, you know, one of the things is I was kind of excited about, like, I was totally fine with Stotts, like, but I understand that sometimes things run their course. So when they brought right. on a new coach, one of the things that I was really interested to see is like how the game that they play changes. So like the thing about me, the things that I love about basketball, I love dunks, I love assists, and I love watching the young players play. So, like, you might be wondering, like, how on earth was I a Blazer fan the last several years? Oh, particularly a Terry Stotts fan. None of those are hallmarks of the of the Stotts era. So I was like, not a one. Maybe this will be the year, and um, I'm not sure if I'm happy to say, but they've moved from dead last in the league to like 25th in dunks and assists. So I guess that's progress. But one of the things that has been nice, and it's more like due to necessity, not necessarily, but, but you know, not, so, not necessarily the coaching, but being able to watch the young players play this year has been, I think, been really fun. Yeah. Um, and you might get a whole lot more <laughs> of that if you're into it. Uh, we might be in for uh, what is the the term? A youth movement, mm -hmm. as sometimes it is called. Um, a youth movement here in the back half of the season. Uh, I, I kind of think Chauncey can't, you can't say Chauncey did a good job. Like, I don't think you could sit here and say with any confidence that Chauncey did a good job this season. Um, I don't love the defense. I think it's, um, I think it's just like, a, it doesn't fit what they, what they have. Like you're just making use of Nurkic run around really far away from the rim. And he looks yes! lost. He looks he too far away to from the paint. He has to run so far. Like when he goes up like to those high screens, when they were playing against Atlanta, I was like, what are you doing? He has to run like 40 feet, like every time Atlanta gets the ball and he was trying, like, I'll yeah. give him that for that yeah. game. He was trying. Yeah. He, he, sometimes he's busting his ass on defense. Like people are mean to Nurk and say he doesn't try. Sometimes he busts his ass. He's out there playing as hard as he can. There are physical limitations to what he's capable of doing. Um, and the defense doesn't complement those physical limitations. So that, that, that part drives me nuts, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, but I will say that I was into it at the beginning of the season. I was like, we gotta see anything new from the Blazers defense. I'm, I'm, I'm a supporter of the change. And now we're, you know, 40 games in and I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, uh, I, I just, I think it's too, I, I think you're right. I don't think we can say that we've seen like a, a good improvement of the team. <laughs> I mean, we, right, I, right. we can't say that like, boy, he really came in and did it. But like when the Blazers decided to go with a coach who had so little experience, like we got to give him a chance to show yeah. that oh, he yeah. can learn. You know what I mean? And so like, if, yeah, and it's if he's still trying the same things and nothing has changed at the end of the year, then it's like, I'm ready to say, yeah, like, yeah, that, that, that's, this is not working, but I'm holding the possibility that maybe he'll be like, okay, I got a lot to learn. Here's what I'm going to try to do. Yeah. In, in Chauncey's defense, they were 29th in defense last year. 
and they're thirtieth this year. It's not like they've plummeted. <laughs> they're just bad in a new. They're bad in a new, frustrating way. So, like, I don't think you could say like the same way I said about Stotts. Like, it's not all scheme. Some of it is, um, you know, what is it? The Dwayne Casey line is X's and O's versus Jimmy's and Joe's. I, I'm pretty sure that it's the Jimmy's and Joe's fault here. Um, that's who I'm pointing the most of the finger at. And another thing, like in sort of the Chauncey world, is Dame hasn't been good. And part of the Stotts magic was that for a decade, he had one of the best players in the league on the roster. And you just, you roll the damn ball out and you're going to be okay. And Chauncey hasn't had that version of Dame. Uh, and mm-hmm. I am hoping and hopeful that that, that gentleman returns in the fall. Um, but he hasn't been here. We haven't seen him. We've seen him for a week where it's like, oh, that's him. I remember him. But we, other than that, and we all know it. We that can, guy. We can all see it. <laughs> you know, right. it's, 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 it's so obvious. But the thing about the other thing about Stotts that comes from being a very experienced coach, oh, that yeah. he knew how to get the best out of everybody. You know, like every year after year, we were like, I, I didn't know Ennis Cantor could do that. Right, <laughs> you know, right, like, right. He knew how to tap into, and like that's just something that you have to, I think, learn from experience. You can't I mean, have a guy. Terry Stotts got fired know, twice. One, yeah, exactly. And you know, Poach had a half a, you know, had one year on the sidelines. That's right. it. So it's very different. Very different. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm team give Chauncey Billups. Like he's, he's not going to get fired this summer. So next season, I guess is when, is when we really, uh, I think, I don't know. It's like put his feet to the fire or whatever. I don't, that's, that's and it'll depend on what they do with the roster. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Uh, let's upgrade those Jimmy's upgrade those Joe's. And, um, then we can, then we can really worry about the other stuff, the strategic stuff. But like, I'd say give them, this year, I'm not saying give him a pass. Like you could say he did poorly, but you gotta give him the a sort of a full compliment next year, and, and then make make a judgment. Um, like I said, I don't think you could say he did it has been good, but I I think you give him an incomplete or a or a or just like a you could recognize that they've been in a strange situation. Um, let's let's talk about some other things in the second segment. I want to talk about um, tanking. We just have to talk about the 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 big that big T word in the room. I want to talk a little bit about Amphrey Simons um, and the sort of the future of the Blazers. But before we do that, I want to tell my listeners about prize picks. It's just the best fantasy DFS prop operator on the market. Uh, they got more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator. And they offer the superstar players as well as the bench players that are only recording a handful of minutes. So you can bet on a prop on literally anything you can imagine. Points, assists, rebounds, threes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Here's what you do. You go to prizepicks.com or you download the app in the app store. And when you're signing up, use the promo code NBA and you'll get a hundred percent instant match on a deposit up to a hundred dollars. And once you have that hundred dollars, it's super easy to play. You pick two to five players and over under in their projections. You can win up to 10 times on every entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. You're not going against pros. You're not going against the field. Price pick sets a line. You pick the over or the under and you win money if you're right. They allow mixed sports, so you can pick, uh, you know, Damian Lord and Aaron Rodgers or um, other quarterbacks who maybe believe in science. Uh, you, It's super easy to use, super fun. I've used it, and I've enjoyed it. Safe, 
uh, safe and quick withdrawals, and it's it's super simple. So go to PricePicks.com, use that promo code NBA, and uh, you will get that 100% instant match. That's promo code NBA on your app store or at PricePicks.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Shopify. It is the all-in-one e-commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business, so upstarts and startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere. Synchronize online and in-person sales and effortlessly stay informed. Your business is a journey of endless possibilities. So scale it up with Shopify's tools and reach customers where they already are. Folks are on social networks and Shopify has an ever-growing suite of channel integration apps. So Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Find customers where they are, gain insights and grow your business with detailed reporting on conversion rates, on profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. Go to shopify.com slash MBA. That's all lowercase MBA for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash MBA right now. That's shopify.com slash MBA. All right. So we're still chatting here with Tara Bowen Biggs co-host of the We Have a Take podcast and Step Back Sisters. She's talking into a microphone all the time. You can find her where you're looking for, wherever you get podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, you name it. Find Tara there. We talked all about sort of the direction of, of what we want to see from the end of the season and our sort of judgments of Chauncey Billups. Um, the Blazers aren't good. <laughs> They're going to lose a bunch of games kind of regardless of what happens. Do you want to see them embrace being bad? Do you want to see them lose as much as possible? Well, I'm never going to say that out loud uh, because you got to be careful what you wish for, right? And like out loud, it might just make it so bad that it's just absolutely intolerable. What I would like to see is the, um, the Blazers building for another iteration of the team around Damian Lillard with young players. So (laughs) that's, I'm not going to say the big capital T word. um, But I think that uh, a lot of Nazir Little and a lot of Anthony Simons, maybe even a little Greg Brown and a sprinkling of Trendon Watford, and then maybe some young players that are added to the roster that, um, have potential, you know, uh, that, you know, could be fun, could be a part of the future. And if that ends in a draft pick, I don't want to put like all my eggs in a draft pick basket because that's just, you know, risky, (laughs) but I'm not going to complain. Like it's not, I'm not like, Oh, so mad that they lost. It's like, "Mm, well, okay. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, if you've, you've watched whatever, 40, 40, 35 of these so far, whatever it is, it's like, you know, the direction it's going even the sort of like rosiest projection is like an early playoff, you know, sneaking into the play in winning the play in tournament. Cause you're just cause of play in magic. The Blazers are the Blazers are really good in the play in the one play in game they ever played. Um, and then, like, you know, getting housed by the Jazz or the Warriors or something. That's not fun. That's not going to be good for the health of the franchise. So, like, losing, not making the playoffs is good. Like, it's it's good for the long-term health of the franchise. My issue, and I, I've said this before, and I think I've had some pushback from listeners, and um, y'all are, y'all, t- I get stuff wrong, and people tell me I'm wrong all the time, and I appreciate that. But, like, 
my beef with tanking um, is that when you're watching a game of a team you ostensibly like, rooting for them to miss shots and lose the game seems wrong. That seems wrong to me. I can never, I can leave, I get the big picture, but in the moment, each and every night, like on Friday night when they play the Cavs and, and say the Cavs are up, you know, six with four minutes left. I, I cannot co-sign on a fan watching that game and saying, God, I hope we don't win. Like that sucks. That's, that's, that is such a whack way to root for the team that you love, even though I get the big picture, but I, I can't, I can't do it. I'm not, it's just not me. It'll never be me. I think it's more of a bomb for losing than it is like a, a strategy for winning. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I kind of look at it like that. It's just kind of like, we've sort of um, justified in our, in our twisted minds a, a way to like make losing not be so painful because, you know, silver lining or whatever. Right. But right. Right. The other thing we should also add, I think that we probably both want is good health for Damian Lillard. And he yeah. is, not looked right and if he needs to like shut it down and have surgery i want whatever is going to lead to a, a healthier damian lillard because what i want is in two years to have a you know bunch of guys who are the next generation to like take him and support him so that he can lead them to a championship or you know right you want playoffs yeah you want dame to be as good as possible in, in the fall of 2022 and into 2023. Um, th these last few games just don't matter. I, I wonder if you, if I think they will eventually convince him of that. I just wonder when, and I don't, I just don't want Dame to like, he's going to miss. He's, he's not going to play until next week. At least I can't imagine they bring him back on that road trip. I mean, maybe, but I, 13, 12 days on the road. Yuck. <laughs> Yuck. But I mean, he could come back whenever. Um, and I assume he'll travel regardless because of his sort of like um, leadership responsibilities, yeah. we'll, we'll call them. I mean, so, I'd love to see him nosing his way into the coaching circles and being like, hey, what's going on? What's the plan? Like, he's got a long future ahead of him after basketball. Like, start learning how to do that now. He's already got the respect of, you know, and everybody right. who plays with him. And, and support if, you know, if Nas and Ant are going to play 37 minutes a night, be there in their ear to say, mm -hmm. particularly with Ant because of the same position stuff. It's like, here's what you're going to see when you come, you're going to come off a screen. This is what you're going to see. Um, Dame has one of those crazy computer brains that they always get excited about LeBron James having. Um, if you've ever heard Dame in his sort of recall of plays, he is, these dudes are good. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. um, it's very, very impressive. And so like, I want that computer brain on the sidelines talking to Ant as much as possible. So mm -hmm. I want him there. Like I want him around the team regardless, which is, I guess, maybe one reason. Hold off a couple weeks on that surgery. But like, um, I don't, I don't want to see Dame come back and be bad. Like I, mm -hmm. I've seen enough of it. I've, <laughs> like I want, I want, I want the Damian Lord who's the best player in the league. That's who I'm excited to watch. Um, or, or Best player in the league. I might have got. I might have got a little locked on Blazers Z there, but y'all know what I'm saying. One of the best <laughs> of players in the, in the league, league. You know, on well, yeah. he, on any given night, he could be the best player in the league that night. Right, he could be the best player on the court, and any time he plays, and that's the guy I want to see. Um, I don't want to see the guy who's who's dragging it out to make his eighth All Star game and and to and to chase, uh, you know, chase the ninth seed in the play in tournament. Like I that that is the part of tanking I embrace be who you, you know, like admit it, admit it. Um, I just can't, I can't in the day to day root for losing, um, the way that maybe some, some of my more big, big, broader thinkers will call. 
Uh, well, and, you know, see. tanking is about development, right? We we're talking about the youth movement. And like right now, the youth, there's a there's a couple real promising youth on the team. But I'd like to see a little bit more depth <laughs> of the <Yeah>. youth, <laughs> you know, so like just just tanking with this team as it is like, sure, it gives Nas and uh, Anthony a lot of playing time. But I'd love to see them like pick up maybe like Marvin Bagley, just to throw out a name of somebody who's pretty young and pretty, you know, available or whatever, um, yeah. you know, to Put, give to, them to your point. It's like. Yeah, putting Tony Snell on the court to lose is not um, a fruitful endeavor. Even Cody Zeller is like not yeah. a fruit. This isn't Ben McLemore. Like these are adults. Um, you don't need anyone over there. Anyone who has celebrated their 27th birthday need not apply for the end of the season uh, because that's just you want you want to. I'm with you. If you're going to lose, lose with d getting developmental minutes. Um <laughs> Greg Brown's ass is glued to the bench for right now. We got to get we got to get him off the bench and get him in the in the game at the end of the year so he can yeah, what's he can up do with fun. That? I think he just makes too many mistakes and Chauncey, you know, Chauncey understands it's a results-based business and he watches him and he's like, "Okay, this I I can't." But I think if you change the plan, like if Dame has surgery and the plan changes, eh, well, those mistakes don't matter as much. But mm -hmm. I think he you know, a trend in Watford isn't um, he doesn't have a lot of offense, but he seems to do a lot of just like okay stuff, particularly on defense. He's like he has good instincts and he's in the right spot. And I don't think Greg does that. And I think that drives for all coaches and particularly Chauncey kind of drives him a little wild. And he's like, no, 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 no. Um, but I will say CJ Ellaby last night appeared to uh, leapfrog Tony Snell in the um, in the rotation. Uh, Ellaby played and Snell didn't. That's. I'll give that a thumbs up. That's good. That's that's that. Seal like, of approval. We don't need to, yeah, we don't need to see any more Tony Snell. I know what he is, um, and he's not very good. Um, but like, it, it's you know, there's there's sort of a baseline of competence that uh, that vets give you and coaches want. And um, at some point, you can ditch that baseline of competence because it's okay to lose the games and do the other stuff. So uh, we'll get there. It's just like, when do they get there? I think is the big question. Mm -hmm. uh, let's let's come back in the third segment, close out the show. I want to talk about Ants a little bit. I want to talk about um, what a new era of Blazer basketball might mean to us. But before we do that, you know what we got to do. We got to talk about Bill Bar, the best tasting protein bar that there is. Uh, I have been eating built bars today how about that earlier today uh, recording this at about 7 p.m on thursday evening i've had a built bar this afternoon y'all because i got a day job and i need a little pick me up to get me through my day job well guess what built bars got 17 to 18 grams of protein 130 to 180 calories four to five grams of sugar and just four grams of net carbs or excuse me no more than five grams of net carbs and all their bars that's gonna boost your blood sugar it's gonna provide you with protein to get that brain going and it's gonna taste great that's the deal Simple as that. Personal favorites are peanut butter brownie and cookies and cream, but you're going to find delicious flavors and limited time flavors if you go to built.com. And while you're there, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listening to Locked on Blazers. We're still chatting here with Tara Bowen Biggs. Co-host of the We Have a Take podcast and co-host of the Step Back Sisters and Team Mom Extraordinaire. 
I didn't even get Team Mom in your first two intros. I apologize for that one. That's that's on me. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a hobbyist, you know, I'm trying to become a professional. Um, we kind of talked about tanking, but part of the tanking, part of the sort of direction they're going to go is Anthony Simons is going to play a ton and he's going to have a massive role. Um, he kind of had a crap December, but then he's had two incredible games and it's like, I forget that. <laughs> I don't even remember December. I'm only a January boy these days. Um, and he's been awesome. He's been awesome. With the ball in his hands, he's been really, really good. Um, where do you think they should put the Anthony Simon statue? Do you think it should go on the side closest to the river? Or do you think it should go on sort of the backside where the parking is? So when you see when you walk in, where's the best place to build that Anthony Simon statue? I'm just not sure... Statues are the way we want to honor people these days. I mean, did you see that one that they unveiled for Dirk last night? No, the Dirk statue was so bad. I mean, have you seen one in the modern era that actually flattered the person supposed to be honoring? So I just, I'm not sure I'm going to do that for Anthony. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm with you. What if they like named the practice facility after him? Or like the practice facility court or something like that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're playing at you're playing at the Trailblazer practice facility at Amphrey J. Simon's court or whatever it is. <laughs> whatever it is, he deserves, you know, he's he's gonna, you know, deserve some recognition for sure. He's the most exciting part about their season, right? Like there's not a more exciting there's not any is there something, I guess, in your eyes that you are more excited about than watching Ant play for the final forty games? So I have loved watching Anthony. Um, you know, it's been a real thrill. You know, I co-hosted the Blazers Edge podcast with Danny Meringue for several years. So like he was leading the band on Oh yeah. I, he, listen, I, when I talk about one. when I talk about ants, I feel like I owe Danny royalties. So right. I'm trying to like I, I'm like, okay, I not- also <laughs> enjoy Anthony Simons. However, I know that's not my thing. You'll get that some in another place. So, um, right. respect, like TM TM, respect to, to Dan. I'll I'll send you uh, I'll send you you know whatever five dollars in the mail. Yeah, he doesn't need any mission. <laughs> <laughs> he he he's great, but uh, yeah. So anyway, I never felt like Anthony like needed any extra support because Dan had that covered. So I was like huge Gary Trent fan, and I. Okay. I have to say that I feel like some of my best working up Gary Trent Jr., which resulted in Norman Powell <laughs> coming to the Blazers, <laughs> you know. Um, so for me, while I'm absolutely thrilled for Anthony, I just, you know, couldn't be happier for him. I love Nazir Little. I love okay. watching him this year. Tar Heel legend. He, like, Anthony is like, like kind of like a silent assassin. You know? He just comes on and it's like, oh, Anthony's on and he is like shooting lights out. Like, that's awesome. When, uh, when Nas comes in, it's like somebody hit the turbo boost button and it just gives everybody that little lift for like a little bit of time. Um, and to me, like, that's just kind of like, I like chaos and I, he's not, he's not like, you know, chaotic in his play, but it just like makes everything that much more, a little little bit extra chaotic. Yeah. A little little extra, you know, (laughs) well, looking at Al Farouk Aminu's biggest fan. So like, you know, that I love chief. (laughs) I love Chief. I'm a, I'm a Chief chaos. believer. Yeah. <laughs> no, so, yeah, love a Nas. Yeah. I, I, and I think um, Nas isn't going to get the same, like Nas's role won't change very much down the stretch. Like Ant is just going to, they're just going to give him the damn ball for 40 minutes a night. Like at that, they're going to say, go get, he's played 39 minutes in back-to-back games. Like I, 
hopefully he doesn't play 40 minutes a night for the 40 games. That's probably too many, but like, you know, he's going to play 36 minutes. And yeah, I mean, he, the thing is, as Terry Sotts used to say, when when Tim Duncan was 22 years old, he played 41 minutes a night. Thank you, Terry. Um, so at at 22, Ant is capable of of you could you could play him a bunch of minutes and he'd he'd hold up. Um, but I'm worried about 30 year old Ant. Um, so so I don't want the miles to pile up too much. But like he's going to get the ball so much, so much. His his role is going to be expanded. I don't think Nas's role is going to be expanded that much. He's still going to be the hustle guy. He's they're not going to really call plays for him. Um, you know, he's going to he's going to fill in the cracks. So like I want Nas to m- m- sort of I think a, a goal for the end of the season would be to him to be more than just the fill in the cracks guy. Would to be to, to like they don't need to run he doesn't need 15 20 shots or whatever, but like run stuff for him let him run a pick and roll let him like let him do, let him expand his game in a way that the final 20 games when the blazers are maybe bad on purpose would allow for that the rest of his career maybe wouldn't unless those 20 games proves he can do it and then it allows him to take a step so yeah i'm i'm th- that's kind of what excites me about the the rest of the season this is the, sort of the expansion of roles so i'm glad you said nas um because we spent a lot of time on Anthony Simons and you can find that on, um, I don't know if it's the Jack Ramsey's or Jack Ramsey's. And I think I screwed this up last time too, but the podcast that Danny Morang hosts available wherever you get podcasts that may have an article in front of it, the, or might just be Jack Ramsey's podcast. I, I'll, I'm a, I'm a send him a message after this and find out what it is. <laughs> um, once and for all. Yeah. Honestly, Danny, if you're listening, Text me. Tell me what it is. <laughs> um, sort of my other question for you, Tara, is there could be some big changes here over the next few weeks. Um, a lot of new players, some new faces. Does that excite you for the new era or does it make you sad for the folks that we're going to lose? So, I mean, I love the players who are on the team. Every t- Every iteration of the team, I've loved every player on the team. But the trades and moving on in free agency, none of that really bothers me all that much just because like, it's life. People move on. Right. You know, I, I kind of look at it like they're just like, they're going off to college. Like I have three grown <laughs> kids and they all went off to college and like, I don't want them living at home their entire life. Like, I want them to out. go out in the world and like expand their horizons. And, um, it also allows us to like bring new players in. And so, like mm-hmm. I said, looking for, I'm looking forward to a future where they have younger players who are going to play alongside Damian Lord. And so I can't wait to see, you know, who's coming up. And, you know, one player that I was watching the last couple of nights uh, who's currently on the team, um, not going to change the world, but I think Dennis Smith Jr. is worth watching you know, yep. he comes in, you know, if we have, you know, 10 minutes of Dennis Smith Jr. coming in and like he was sitting next to Damien, Damien was talking to him last night. I think he could be like the perfect kind of person for like for the rest of the season. Sure. Um, but like whoever, whoever comes in, I'm just like, I just get so excited when somebody new comes on because then I just, I go and I read like, I don't ever go and watch their highlights first. I go and like read like the newspaper in the town they grew up in and find out like did there they write go. any articles about them? Um, you know, and so like I I just look at it as like somebody who I really uh enjoyed has gone on to go somewhere else and can thrive somewhere else and I'm gonna meet a new player. 
And one I thing love, that, that's real. That's good perspective. Um, Cause I, I <laughs> well, feel like a lot of people are like, Oh no, Gary Trent's gone. We blew it. Um, when it's more like, Hey, look at Gary Trent getting to blossom in Toronto. He plays on a really good team that kind of fits what he does better. Good for him. Also, they gave him $55 million. Cool. It's cool as hell. Happy for Gary. Do you know how, much, all- do you know how many fun shirts you can buy with $55 million? <laughs> Well, my only thing is I just want to make sure that I appreciate players while they're here. So that's something I try to like really consciously do, especially player like because I feel like back in the day when, uh, you know, Terry, it was Clyde Drexler and Terry Porter. I feel like I didn't give enough credit or attention to Terry Porter and I didn't appreciate him enough at the time. And I've been trying to make up for it every year since then. he left so you know with guys like cj like i want if cj gets traded like i feel so bad that the last five years has been dominated by everybody wanting to trade him when he's been a really good player so like let's let him like blossom somewhere else and be grateful that we had this cool dude who really is a cool guy to have on your team rather than just like constantly try to trade him yeah that's when people were mad that uh uh, the suggestion that Damian Lord be traded was offending people. I was like, y'all been sending me CJ McCollum trade screenshots for three and a half years. And you're mad that they're trading day. That people would have the audacity to suggest trading Damian Lord. Like, come on, come on. Where do we, I mean, where do we draw the line? I would say I would probably be pretty, I would be shocked. I, I don't know how upset I would be, but I would be shocked. You know, I mean, they, they shouldn't trade Damian. Dame right now. They shouldn't trade Dame right now, Yeah, but it's like, it's, you know, in the grand scheme of like these people being adults with jobs and families and kids yeah. and blah, blah, blah. It's like, come on, try to ship. A, if you were trying to ship one dude out of town, you can't draw the line with someone else tries to ship another guy out of town. Um, I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I see I'm, I'm, prote- I'm protecting for uh fan hypocrisy. Although I have, um, I'm hypocritical cause I'm like pro tanking, but anti losing in day to day. So I, I get it y'all. I, I too contain multitudes that don't exactly match up. That's exactly what I was going to say. Fans contain multitudes. Exactly. Exactly. Tara, where can people, if they want to listen to you talking to microphones in the future, where can they find you? So uh, the We Have a Take podcast, which I co-host with uh, Cassidy Gamut, is uh, the one that we're posting on most regularly right now. So that's on Twitter at We Have a Take um, and like on all of the different platforms. Back Sisterhood has a bit of a hiatus, so we got to figure out when we are going to get back together. These women are like going off and accomplishing amazing things. So we were like, hold on while you got got your new stuff going on and we'll regroup when it's time. Um, And then, of course, you can find me on Twitter at TCBBigs, where I tweet a lot. So fair warning. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. I, I really, really, really appreciate it. Thanks. Dear listeners. Uh, I want to close with this. Today, Jim Taylor, Blazers uh, Vice President of Communication, someone who's worked for the Blazers for 25 years, 24, sorry, JT. Uh, He resigned. Um, Jim's a legend. Uh, I'm not going to go into anything. I just want to say that there's people behind the scenes who make the Blazers special, and JT was one of them. And in my eight years around the team, not too many people have made it as special as Jim has. So cheers to JT. Whatever you do are doing next, wish you the best of luck, man. Thanks so much. You're a Blazers legend. I appreciate you. Dear listeners, tell your friends about this podcast. Tell them they can get it wherever they already get podcasts. Just search Lockdown Blazers. You can find us there. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.